Hey guys, what's going on? This is Christian Rivetta with The Angry Sloth and talking today about fantasy football. Um, you guys will probably notice right away that I changed the name of the podcast as well as kind of the brand, if you will, uh, from Pickles and Lettuce. You know, Pickles and Lettuce was originally, I think, all about me and my goofiness. And I think it actually fit quite well. But what I wanted to get to is something that was just a little closer to home. So the reason for the angry sloth is, so sloth is my favorite animal. I feel like it kind of uh, embodies me as a person in a goofy way, right? And I'll take all the hate that comes with that as well, calling myself a sloth. But, um, and the angry part of it really is sometimes when, I think this is with any you know, fanatic of sports, no matter what it is, or any subject really, is we start to get really passionate about what we speak about. So even though I can be laid back like a sloth, when it comes to talking about things like fantasy football, sports, I can get pretty passionate about that just because it's something I genuinely care about, right? So there's the reasoning for the name change. Um, hope you guys like it. I'm also creating a YouTube channel. Sorry, it's been a while again. I apologize again. Uh, I'm up on TikTok now. I'm going to show little clips of what we're talking about and what we're doing. And I'm actually attempting to make this a little bit more organized. You know, in the very first video, we're like, hey, we're going to wing it type of deal. Yeah. Now, just because I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this, I guess I better do it right. Right. I care about this. I care about the platform. I, I care about the community that I'm trying to create. So let me attempt to make it decent, <laughs> I guess at the very least, right? So what we'll do is we'll keep getting better every episode and I'm gonna go ahead and kind of go with, with a little bit of a change up today. And that's, that's kind of the theme of this episode, change. So if, if you don't like change, again, I find myself apologizing, right? But we're gonna change it up a little bit. We were talking about the we we're barely diving into the analytics last time, right? In these these past first two episodes, I guess, and trash talking the Cowboys a lot and, you know, doing what I think is really fun. But I think what I want to focus on right now to kind of get the trend going, this new stream of confidence going within the community and really start to dive into uh, how I approach fantasy football uh, from a draft standpoint, being that we're getting closer and closer today, if you're listening to this, um, what's today's date? Oh, now I'm going to look like a fool already. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's August 5th at 10.04 my time, right? So we uh, just had the first preseason game today, which is awesome, right? So it's, got, it's exciting to have football back on the television. Um, and just quickly on that, uh, the back – the the quarterback that was playing for the, the Cowboys today, the past Longhorn, what was it? Is his name Garrett Gilbert, I believe it is? Um, he actually looked pretty good. Um, even though the Cowboys, I think at this point, got demolished by the Steelers in a game that really didn't matter. I was really impressed by Garrett Gilbert and uh, the confidence that he showed out there. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of role he plays on the roster. Um, hopefully Dak Prescott stays healthy all season because it's only going to be fun to roast the Cowboys if they're at full health, right? Uh, it's not as fun when people get injured just because there's excuses. I would very much appreciate the Cowboys to have close to a losing record, if not a losing record, at full health. I think that would be amazing. But anyway, 
enough about me roasting the Dallas Cowboys. Let's hop into it. So today, I kind of want the theme to be us just going team by team from bottom to top and me talking about the production level of each team overall when it comes to a fantasy uh, perspective, right? And I think this is important when you're talking about fantasy drafts just because when we talk about individual players, right, for example, you can have diamonds in the rough. And what I mean by that is, for example, at the quarterback position this year, you're probably going to find a lot of value in Joe Burrow, right? Now, if he doesn't get injured, we're talking about a quarterback that's probably going to average at least 17 points a game from the fantasy side, which I understand isn't fantastic, but I think that's a floor for him. Um, And that's a pretty good floor for a value quarterback that you can pick up really late in the draft, most likely, and use up all those really early draft picks in places and positions that really matter, like running back and wide receiver like we've talked about before. So you can find diamonds in the rough like that, but for the most part, outside of that diamond, you're going to see that the Cincinnati Bengals overall, from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be pretty rough. Right. And you can throw Joe Mixon in there as well and potentially Boyd. You know, you can have, and maybe the Bengals weren't the best example here, right? But it's one of the teams that I'm just looking at their logo right away. Um, but anyway, from kind of going on that line, there's going to be teams to where you might have somebody that produces a little bit, but overall, you're going to want to stay away from drafting people you want to take a risk on on that team just because the actual production of the team is going to be low. There are going to be bad teams in the NFL. We see it all the time. NBA, doesn't matter what kind of fantasy sport you're looking at. You can have a really talented player average really high points. But if you try to draft, in this case, um, a wide receiver of, let's just call it the Carolina Panthers, right? Because you believe in Aaron Donald like I do. It's going to be, it's really going to be a toss up. You're not going to know which way to go generally just because it can go any way. There's not going to be one single source or answer that you're going to have available to you um, when it comes to the wide receiver options for a team like the Panthers. So that's why I say when we're drafting, we're really going to be looking today and focusing on team success because overall, you're going to want to make sure that. Uh, When you're drafting your key players, especially early on, you're drafting them on teams that have the potential on the offensive side to score a lot of points, right? Because that gives you the most opportunity to produce points player by player. Um, And then depending on how you look on the defensive side, whether you're drafting a team defense, whether you're drafting an individual defensive player, or maybe even both, you're going to want a team, obviously, with a pretty good defense, right? Now, if you're drafting a linebacker who's going to get 100 tackles um, or over 100-plus tackles, a couple interceptions, a fumble, uh, recovery here and there, and potentially a touchdown, but their team defense is ranked number 30th at the end of the year, hey, that individual player might not matter too much, and you might be able to get away with that on the defensive side just because there's certain positions on the defensive side Typically, even if the defense is atrocious, somebody has to get a tackle eventually, right? So we can kind of have a little bit of wiggle room on that side, but overall we're going to want to make sure that the team's success is there for us. So let's hop into it. I don't think we're going to cover every team today, so we might cover the first 
uh, 16 and go over the next 16 next time. We'll see how far we get along the way. It might even be uneven, um, but we're going to go as far as we can today, and then we'll move into another episode uh, tomorrow. So I'll have that ready for you guys uh, on Saturday morning. You can have the ability to listen to that. But let's hop into it. So we're going to go ahead and start at the bottom of the food chain with the New York Jets. Now, don't get me wrong. I am seriously excited uh, for the Jets when it comes to the quarterback position. I I do believe that they found uh, their future quarterback. I do believe that he can produce, even with very little weapons, the problem that you're going to find with the New York Jets again is their overall structure of their team just isn't there. Um, so you have people like Corey Davis that you know had typically are pretty dependable wide receivers that you might say, oh my gosh, Zach Wilson's going to have an opportunity to really light it up with him this year. Why wouldn't I draft that duo or at least one of them? The biggest problem with that is when you when you have a quarterback wide receiver that are so dependent upon each other, if one of them gets injured, right, that completely devalues the other member of that duo. And now you're stuck with a person who's going to be struggling on your fantasy football team. And depending on how many members you have in your fantasy league, obviously the more members, the more scarce your bench is going to be. But even if they're even if you're only in an eight eight-team fantasy football league. The reality of the situation is, is people are going to be filling up their benches with, with talent. There may be decent uh, free agents, but if you take a draft pick on Zach Wilson um, or Corey Davis with the hope that they're going to have one of the better seasons on probably the worst team in the NFL this upcoming season, that's really hopeful, and I do not recommend it. So unless excuse me, in last place, we're definitely going with the Jets. Um, maybe the, maybe they're a three-win team this season. I really don't even give them hope for that. I think that they're, I think that they're probably going to lose every single game this year. I can't see them win any game unless they go up against another mediocre team who has probably like some seriously key injuries on their team. Maybe secondary quarterbacks in or, uh, primary running back's been injured, something's going to have to just work perfectly right for the Jets to win a football game this year, I believe. So the two main people we'd probably be thinking about being Zach Wilson and Corey Davis on the Jets, I'm going to go ahead and give that a big X. Uh, If you're thinking about drafting anybody from the Jets, draft with caution. Uh, I don't believe there's a lot of value here when it comes to the fantasy football side of things. Moving on to the next team, we're going to go ahead and give the luxury of number 31 in fantasy value to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this one's a little bit tricky and hard for me to say just because I had um, James Robinson at running back last year, and uh, I won the, the championship in my fantasy football league, and James Robinson was a big reason why. I had a lot of depth at running back. And he killed it for me, even though the Jaguars were one of the, and you could argue, almost the worst team in the NFL last year. But even though I would be happy to draft 
James Robinson again. There's just a sense of dysfunction within the organization that I can't get behind. Yes, they just got Trevor Lawrence. I'm a big Tim Tebow believer that he can get a group of guys together, right? Not saying that they're going to transform the team overnight just because of Tim Tebow, but I believe when you have locker room presence that can bring guys together, no matter whether it be sports, your job, or any type of small community like that, when you have somebody who brings people together, you're going to potentially play better if you guys were separated from each other, right? If you have better relationships, you're going to fight a little bit harder for each other. So I do think there's going to be some improvement there. But this year in the draft, I saw the Jets or the Jaguars draft a running back. Um, And let me pull – I can't remember at the top of my head who they drafted. Um, Let's see here. But when they did that – that automatically keyed in my my mind, whoa, what's going on here? Right, so they drafted, and I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Travis Ettenen, I believe it is. Um, he was the Clemson running back uh, that I believe played some time with Trevor Lawrence. But, and maybe that was a big reason, bit, a little reason why is to give Trevor, Trevor Lawrence a security blanket. Maybe he's going to play... Uh, a, more of a wide receiver role out of the backfield, third down type of running back. Uh, James Robinson will handle the early downs. But for me already, and, and again, you can never have too much depth at running back, but to waste such a high draft pick on that uh, on, on on that running back, for me, when they drafted him, was kind of a head-scratcher just because you already have your guy. Now, yes, he could get injured, but we've already seen that running backs in the NFL are a dime a dozen now. Right, it's not necessarily an important position that you want to waste a lot of capital on. So, just that alone kind of pushes me back and makes me think this might be a huge testing season for the coaching staff as well as the organization, to where there might not be anybody consistent outside of Trevor Lawrence throwing bombs. Right. So, I have no problem in this case scenario, even though we're at the bottom of the totem pole here. I just mentioned I wouldn't risk Zach Wilson, even though I do believe in his future. Um, I would I would risk drafting Trevor Lawrence with probably at, at right after the halfway. So, no, not the halfway point. As soon as people start drafting quarterbacks in your league, I would draft a quarterback maybe a round or two after the first person drafts a quarterback, unless they draft somebody extremely high, like round one or two, then you're going to want to wait a couple of rounds. But as soon as the majority of people start drafting quarterbacks, uh, get your number one. Don't make Trevor Lawrence your number one. And then maybe three rounds later, and if you can, four rounds later, get him as your big risk-reward play. I think there's opportunity there just because he's going to throw the ball a ton um, even if it's throwing it to one of the running backs in the backfield, I imagine he's going to have well over, at a minimum, 3,600 passing yards. Um, I'm going to estimate close to probably 28 touchdowns, maybe 17 interceptions, and some good running yards as well. At probably around 300 running, rushing yards at a minimum, I would think. we got to remember this guy's pretty athletic, and he might throw in a couple of rushing touchdowns too, maybe three or four. So overall, I think he might be a pretty good fantasy prospect just on the value side because he might be drafted later on in the rounds. But outside of him, there's going to be a lot of testing of talent in that organization, and I'm going to stay away from that, right? For me, 
that's just a little bit too risky. I'm not going to hop into that, uh, that mess just because there's going to be too much testing going on. So we're going to hop on to the next team, and that's going to be the Carolina Panthers. And you're going to notice, I want to hop in here, I'm not really naming player by player, you know, every wide receiver they have, every tight end they have. I'm not going to do that for any team. Right. For some teams, I'm going to mention more names than others just because some teams are going to have more fantasy relevance. But again, today's really just trying to get, go over a general synopsis of each team and just my perspective on whether there's going to be fantasy value there because of the overall success of the team. Right. So we're going to look at now the Carolina Panthers, who I'm going to have at 30. I have the Carolina Panthers at 30 because they had a lot of success last year. And I'm going to get roasted right away because we're going to be, everybody is going to be saying, Christian, Christian McCaffrey, you know, <laughs> what's going on here? Why, what are you saying that they're going to be number 30 overall when it comes to fantasy value? And my response would be, yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey. It always has been. The Carolina Panthers are not going to be necessarily an atrocious team. But the majority of the workload is going to be Christian McCaffrey more than likely because that's what it's always been, right? Last year was a little bit different because of how long he was injured for. And we actually saw some production outside of the running back last year, right, which was super cool. Teddy Bridgewater was a relatively dependable pickup depending on how deep your fantasy football league was. We had some good wide receiver play from Robbie Anderson. That was fun to watch, and as well as from Moore. So, I mean, there's opportunity here. Don't get me wrong, but there's a big question mark. Now we're coming across, instead of a veteran player who throws under routes like Teddy Bridgewater and is pretty safe with the ball, is going to make the wide receiver make a play for the most part. We're coming into Sam Darnold territory. Now, I'm a believer in Sam Darnold. I actually think if you have a pretty deep fantasy football league, maybe you have a 2QB starting league, you might give Sam Darnold a look. I think he has a lot to prove, and this is a make-or-break make or situation for him, right? So if he really wants a future in the NFL, this is going to be a season to show why. Now... Having said all that, and even though I do believe in him and I, I do wish him the best this season, I don't think consistency is going to be there. Again, history has just shown with Sam Darnold that he shows glimpses of greatness, and he's done this since his USC days. But I guess I was wrong. He does have consistently. He typically strings together consistently bad games, right? And again, I believe in the guy. I want him to succeed. But until he starts breaking that habit of having a couple of bad games in a row and can at least be a game manager and then have a great one, you know, game manager, three games, great one the next game. Um, until he starts getting streaks like that going, I think any pick outside of Christian McCaffrey that you're choosing here needs to be with caution especially this year just because we don't know what we're getting out of Sam Donald, right? You might have a, a wide receiver play here. Again, I would just do it with caution just because I don't expect the Panthers to produce a lot on offense this year unless Sam Darnold takes a big leap forward, which I believe he can, but I wouldn't bet on it, right, for your 
number one quarterback, number two quarterback. I would hold it for a bench quarterback. Now, in terms of their defense, I think their defense actually has quite a bit of opportunity, right? They were relatively young last year. Um, they made some key pickups, I think, uh, in the offseason as well as in the draft. So I do think there's opportunity from a, a regular defensive scheme here to be a good flex play. It's not a defense that I would draft right off the bat unless you have to, but there's going to be times to where if the Carolina Panthers are playing uh, a pretty mediocre offense, then you're going to have the ability to pick this defense and be comfortable with them because I think that they're going to be a, a turnover creating and sack getting defense, right? They might not be somebody who holds people to uh, low score levels con on a consistent basis, but they're going to be getting turnovers just because of the talent they have back there. Um, and they're going to be getting sacks, which is always nice for a defensive team uh, from a points perspective, especially if we're playing an offensive team that's struggling. So that's my view on the Panthers. Um, but again, a lot of it's riding on the shoulders of Sam Darnold this season. So that's going to be really exciting to watch. Now, let's go forward to um, who I have at 29. And my 29th ranked team here, and this kind of hurt a little bit because I do really like the talent that they have on this team, and I love their head coach. But I'm going with the New York Giants at 29, right? And, I'm, I'm again, I'm a believer in, in a lot of these quarterbacks, uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. This is again an, another quarterback that has a make it or break it year, right? All eyes are going to be on him. Um, it really depends on the health level of Saquon Barkley. The offensive line is going to need to step it up big time because if if there's no holes for Saquon, we've seen before that he turns into more of a wide receiver in the backfield, which he can excel at, but that's not good for a quarterback. The wider the running back a good running game takes pressure off of the QB, especially on the outside, right? So I mean, just because it, it takes the defensive line, it gets their eyes in a different direction, and they always have to respect the running back going up the middle or coming off the side. Whatever they're doing, they have to know where the running back is. Um, if there's no running game because the offensive line is atrocious, then the defensive line can just pin their ear back, ears back and rush the QB all game, and that is not uh, a scheme for success when it comes to somebody who's still a developing quarterback like Daniel Jones. Another reason why I have them at this spot. So we have talent on the wide receiving end, whether it be tight ends or actual wide receivers. The talent is there. The names are there. But my biggest thing is, and we're going to hop into this later, even though I have the Cowboys ranked much higher than the Giants from a fantasy opportunity perspective, um, the Giants are crowded, I think, especially at their weapons for Daniel Jones. I think there's honestly too many there to have a safe bet, right? Um, I, I really do think that he just has too many options and – with Saquon in the backfield, he's going to be a priority, right? Saquon's going to get a lot of the touches, and rightfully so. Uh, I think uh, Ingram takes a huge step this year. I think they start including him in the offense a lot more. 
Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're talking about splits between Ingram and Barkley, uh, again, Barkley is going to take a big load. Just be ready for that. It's going to be hard to decipher who gets the touches after that. Just because when you talk about a wide receiver like Galladay, even though he's a huge name and has had plenty of success for us fantasy football owners, I am not resting comfortable that Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball downfield a lot and very accurately. And that's where Galladay succeeds is down the field, right? He's he's a 50-50 kind of wide receiver. He's a big red zone target. And if the Giants are just kind of sluggish going down the field – uh, more often than not, they don't, they're not really efficient. Uh, they're not putting Galladay in positions to score a lot. Then you're going to have a team that has big plays through Barkley, through Ingram. And yeah, Galladay might be a six-touchdown wide receiver this, league, this, this year. But if you're expecting him to explode, I wouldn't. Right? He would definitely not be one of my first two wide receivers drafted uh, unless you're in a really deep league. Again, unless that's the best option available, which we're going to have to talk about in later episodes on what we think, what, what, what we should consider best option available, then I stay away as much as I can from anybody in the Giants offensively outside of Saquon. And again, Barkley's a cool player to have on Madden. I play Madden. I'm going to play Madden this upcoming year, even though I regret it because uh, it keeps getting worse and worse, I feel like, as far as the gameplay. Barkley is a cool player to have on Madden, but he and he produces sometimes in fantasy. But with the injury he just had last year, and then with the Giants' offensive line being as bad as it is, um, even Barkley becomes a question mark for me, right? I at least at a high level of running back, he's not my first one or two. Somebody in your league's going to draft him as their first running back or second running back. Let him do that, right? Um, and actually, now that I think about that. I would just eliminate – you definitely don't want him as your first running back. If, Saquon available, if Saquon's available for you to draft him at your second running back, I can see the value there, right? Um, but don't don't take a risk on him on your first running back. You know, take somebody who has been pretty consistent when it comes to staying on the field and that you know's offensive line is going to protect them a little bit or enough to get an average of 2.3 to 3 yards a carry um, every time that he touches the ball, right? That's what I, a team that gets in the red zone a lot, and the Giants just aren't aren't there yet. They haven't proven it. They could take that step. Again, I do like their head coach. Um, I think Joe Judge has a lot to offer, but he has a lot to offer from being more of a manager of men on the coaching staff and getting people in the right position, uh, choosing the right people for the spots to be in. I, I think he's an excellent mind overall, but when it comes to the offensive side, they're putting their hands in Jason Garrett's offensive play calling and you know for you guys out there who are Cowboys fans you, you know you know where that's gotten people typically right you know where that's gotten teams that hasn't necessarily been the most successful teams when he's at the head calling the plays so the Giants are going to have a lot to prove for that for those reasons I'm staying away as much as I can from their players Saquon being the highest rated player here if he's your second if he's available to draft as your second running back Go ahead and take the risk, uh, but do not waste your first draft pick on him. Please do not do that. Some, let somebody else make that mistake and draft somebody who's a little bit more consistent. Uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll all be wrong. Maybe Saquon will have the best season as a running back ever. But you don't take that risk when it hasn't been proven before.
right? Not with that high of a draft pick. Okay, so I know we mentioned that we might get through 16 teams today. What I'm going to do to keep this consistent with some of my other channels, so I just created a TikTok. If you guys are on TikTok, go find me on there. Um, here, let me, pull up, let me pull up my TikTok name. I don't, I don't even really know it, which is horrible, right? Something I should know. Um, it's just at Angry Sloth Fantasy Football, or excuse me, at Angry Sloth Fantasy Talk. So if you guys wouldn't mind if you give this a listen, please, and you have a TikTok, go find me uh, at Angry Sloth Fantasy Talk. Give me a follow, give me a like, share the video that I have on there. I'm going to try to keep this channel, uh, my podcast, um, this fantasy football uh, thing that I'm doing on TikTok, and I'm creating a channel on YouTube as well, so you guys are going to be able to see my ugly mug, uh, talk about fantasy football on there as well. And everything will be pretty much similar, right? So if you watch, if you listen to the, the podcast, you know, watching the YouTube video might seem really repetitive because this is going to be really similar as far as the conversation to the YouTube. It won't be the exact same, right? It's because it's going to be a completely different session, quote unquote, but I'm going to be talking about the same stuff. Um, but hey, if you want the snippets, follow me on TikTok. I think that's a perfect opportunity uh, to get the snippets of what we talk about here. But um, follow me on there, guys. Get ready for some YouTube content in case you like watching videos more than you like hearing podcasts. Um, but we're going to cut it there in terms of us going from bottom to top in fantasy value teams, uh, well, as well as, I guess, just kind of the overall mindset of what teams are going to produce and what teams aren't going to produce, which is all fantasy football is, right? Um, but we're going to cut it there, guys. Thank you again for putting up with the change. Thank you again for... Uh, staying with me for those of you who are giving this a listen right now. And I can't wait to chat.